Well, I, this show is just like owned by China now, right? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty We're much. Just, uh, that's just the way things are going. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, you know, get ready for the new content, which is mostly like recycled content. There's a Chinese version of What Women Want. The uh. blockbuster Mel Gibson romantic comedy where he can read the minds of women. And it turns out that women are caricatures. Who knew? Yeah. So I just can't imagine that. I hate that movie. China. Eh, I mean, I hate to try to be exceptionally American, especially when we created what women want. But I don't imagine it's like very sensitive. Probably not. <laughs> From the perspective of uh, gender no. studies. Probably not. Uh, but skipping that for a second and speaking about sensitivity, it all ties together. Mm. That's how a pro does a show. The three-body problem yes. is a book, which is part of a series, I believe, uh-huh. by the Chinese author uh, Sishin Lu. I think I'm saying his name right, but I'm not positive about uh-huh. that. And he is um, really an incredible uh, author and it, with an incredible story. I don't mean like personally. I just think it's like amazing that... He writes these. He's a Chinese author. Yeah. He writes these books. Mm-hmm. Um, they're huge in China. They're huge here. Yeah. Um, he has won awards, science fiction awards. Yeah. Sells a, a lot of copies. So it's like clearly like this. It's time to adapt this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for something else because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, um, his novels, uh, I think his, uh, his series is going to be adapted. And it's going to be adapted by David Benioff. And D.B. Weiss. Yep. For Netflix. Yep. (laughs) It's going to be a series based on his series of books, of which The Three-Body Problem is, um, I think, the first. I think it is, is One of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The series is called Remembrance of Earth's Past. And, uh, yeah. Would you trade (laughs) Confederate for Three-Body Problem? Is it now like, no, 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 go, 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 go back, go back, give us, yeah, still slaves in the 21st century. Maybe you might get close to some kind of social commentary, like, like, like transparent jelly man, uh, Damon Lindelof, educating everybody about the Tulsa riot, you know, massacre right, right. in the 20s, like, is, or ruin another culture, do that. What do, you, what do you think? <laughs> like, it would be I better. Just, There's a story about David know. Fincher making yeah. the movie Fight Club, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to have a... So there's, you know, Tyler Durden and Marla Singer are kind of gross characters, right? Yeah. And so uh, they 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 wanted to have a lot... I'm going to get the story wrong, so don't get mad at me, but whatever. He had a lot... There's a line in the script where they're having, like, all this dirty sex, right? Mm. And in the... I think the line in the book is that she wants to have his abortion, it's supposed to. It's it's supposed to be this cynical sort of you know look at like love or relationships or whatever. Instead of I want to have your baby, I want to have your abortion. Yes. Yeah. And the studio was like, no, no. And you this is two thousand. David Fincher yeah. is David Fincher, but he's not David Fincher yet. And so he uh-huh. goes, okay, we'll change it, but but you have to keep whatever we go with. And for some reason, they said yes. And Why so the line became, <laughs> I haven't been f like that since grade school. And they're like. Please change it back. And he said, no, we made a deal. So my thing is, 
do we let them go back to Confederate so they don't ruin Three both body in terms of terrible adaptation, which we've seen is true about them, and also complete lack of cultural sensitivity? Do we offer up Confederate to get the three-body problem back? <laughs> I think maybe we do, because what's the lesser of two evils here? I don't know. It's a little bit of a toss-up, but... I think the lesser I evil is, like... al- is always you... It, making a story or adapting something that you have at least an outside. Now, clearly these two guys are not, I mean, if David Lindelof is more quote unquote woke than you, you got a problem. So I'm not sure that they would be sensitive with Confederate, but at least it's our story. Right. I, I just, I'm not excited about this for like a lot of the reasons that you've already stated. I mean, we, we, I think you've more or less said this in, but like, We've seen these guys are not great at interpreting books and like bringing that to the screen. Not necessarily, at least with like, I don't know. I overall, I enjoyed Game of Thrones, but the last season was just absolute crap. And they had no books to go off I from that. I will go so. back through the archive, through my feed yeah. to, I don't know, season three, four or whatever, uh, where I posted a meme. It's an unpopular opinion puffin saying that. Game of Thrones is not the best show on TV. It's not even in the top 10. Yeah. I, I never know. liked the show. Really? <laughs> I mean, I like some of the twists and thrills that it provides in a pulpy kind of way, but I always knew that they had a problem. There are no black people on that show. Yeah. Never have been. And don't give me the bullshit that it's because it's about Westeros is, you know, the white continent or whatever. You could write a story that was worth pursuing in it. Dorne. Yeah. And also... The uh, Easteros or whatever the other continent is, is three times the size of it's more important, arguably, than Westeros. Mm-hmm. So don't give me any of that crap. And they that's, could have changed it and yeah, made it more And diverse. we're going to and yeah. we're just going to run into the same thing. And of course, the you author has already released his well. statement yeah. saying, I'm so I'm so much faith. And it's clearly like designed to shore well, up all is- the concerns that we know that we have. And the thing about concerns is you're concerned about something. So you don't do it. But in Hollywood, concern seems to be like, how do we get ahead of this concern? Yeah. Because we've already uh, made the deal. Right. Well, what is he supposed to do? You know what I mean? Nothing. But There's nothing he can do. He has to be like, oh, I'm so excited. But he lives in a country with a population four times our population, who arguably their market is already bigger, if not on track to be bigger. Why not go, nah, nah. We got Chinese directors, we got Chinese producers, authors, writers. We're going to talk about that today. Um, why not just go, nah? I've, I've sold trillions of books. I, I don't need Netflix, and I don't need these two guys who got run out of their HBO deal because their idea was terrible. Well, but who knows, like, at what point eh. can you, like, nah. nix it? Nah. I don't know. Like We you... have an author friend uh-huh. who probably said that. I, got, I have to take this. I have to go for it. Uh-huh. Where's her show? Well, I know. She made a bad deal. Yeah. Well. The, the whole the whole enterprise fell apart. And so no show. And luckily, I think, you know, from what I understand of the, well, we have to be so secretive, but, but you know, the uh, platform that it was on, it's all like creator owned. I think the creators retain rights. So mm-hmm. hopefully she can try again somewhere else. But she probably thought, I have to do this. And she might have had to have done it. Lou Cision doesn't have to do this. He does not have to do it. 
No, I know, but I just you keep making I, your point, even I, though I've already proved that it's I not just, a good point. I just, I wonder at what point he can pull out <laughs> the podcast. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> let's talk about. Luckily, no author is being down? disenfranchised by the adaptation of Mulan because it is a character who may or may not be real. Although, right. let's change that name just in case. And then also, um, who nobody knows who wrote her story because it comes from a, a legendary collection of stories. It's right. like like Aesop. I guess there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess there was an Aesop, but where do he live? So give me an address on that. So what we're talking about yeah. yeah, Aesop Johnson. So yeah, we're talking right. about Aesop Johnson's Mulan today, <laughs> 2020 on the podcast, being released in theaters uh, internationally and on VOD here in America. And that's yes. what we're talking about on the Just Enough Trope show today. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Ikan Hana. And we'll probably talk about some news as well and some things that are going on. Yes. And they always are. Yes, even I think we're, in this time of COVID. I think we're through that point. Remember so long ago, a couple weeks? <laughs> Everything The dry, so dusty summer where we were just just feeling around for things to talk about, to do, to criticize, to analyze, mm-hmm. to praise. Mm-hmm. I think we are popping our heads out on the other side of that. Okay. Well, with the release of... The New Mutants to theaters, yeah. Tenant to theaters, yeah. both of which we won't be reviewing until there's a home viewing option. Uh, and Mulan, I think we're back up and rolling. Yeah. And some of the stories we'll talk about in the news today have to do with the, not growing pains, but uh, re reasserting yourself, uh, inserting yourself pains. You have a pair of boots you haven't worn in a while. They're a little, little stiff, right? Yeah, sure. That's what Hollywood and other filmmaking communities are going through. Yeah, yeah. You get a little out of practice and you're like, wait, how do we do this again? Yeah. So, yeah. Ivy. All right. I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, you're in charge? No, I'm, I'm trying to like... That's right. I, I'm trying to like... I, I don't know. It's hard when you start off the show with kind of like a... With something that you're not excited about, right? Oh, yeah? So, Last yeah. week was, was we went swimmingly. It was fine. Yeah, well. Um, I'm being sarcastic. I know you are. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just. Nobody knew that Bozeman had cancer. No, I know. Only it isn't like, like those like within his inner circle or and even like inner, inner circle. Yeah. Thing. And, the, and the, the lesson there is that black people are so disenfranchised that they have to suffer a terminal illness in silence because he would have been immediately recast. Do you know what I mean? Like Patrick Swayze can finish his, finish out the first season of his crappy TNT cop show and mm-hmm. then die, rest mm-hmm. in peace. But like Chadwick Boseman has to, he makes a, makes a billion and a half dollar uh, movie for, uh, not like a half, not like 50, a billion and 50 cents. I mean, half a billion and a half billion. I know what you put meant. Together, yes. A yeah. movie for Disney yeah. and then has to like, you know, excuse himself to painfully go to the bathroom because he's got to continue. He can't tell anybody about this because he'll get fired. Do you think that's why he didn't say anything? I mean, I could see that being at least part of the reason. Let's ask Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Let's talk about the news. Let's talk stars getting sick. The production oh on The Batman has oh, been halted yeah. because I heard. So who knows what the real truth is? Mm-hmm. But the original story was that a crew member tested positive for coronavirus. Right. And then later on, and I'm, I'm not sure how they got confirmation on this. And I guess I didn't 
I haven't read stories up to the minute. I just read this first story, but the story later became that Robert Pattinson had tested positive for COVID-19. Yes. Yes. Which uh... Is there some increased likelihood that the star of the pick would be the one with the coronavirus? It's Is it like the hair person, the makeup person, the guy bringing the latte, the director, the producer, the guy that the people yeah, that pour him into the bat suit? Yeah. Is it, you know... He's, I mean, he is in contact with a lot of people. I mean, like, you're a star. You, you're supposed to be restricted in access, right? Yeah. Uh, the PA, the guy that gives him the latte is given, well, no, he's got a personal assistant. But the guy that gets lattes for the whole set, he's touched everyone on set. Yeah, true. So the guy in the backwards baseball cap should be the one in the hospital, right? Why is it Robert Pattinson? I well, still don't... we don't know if it's more people. We just know that it's Robert Pattinson. I guess. Yeah. But it, it's just not, um, it's not great. No. And no, it's just about the worst. I mean, a two weeks is <laughs> they can still hit a, a date with you know by losing two weeks, right? Yeah. But it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be easy for the old timey barber who's directing this thing. I realized something. It isn't just that he looks like an old timey barber went to hell uh, in those fandom things, but also I never watched the thing. But whenever I oh, I've seen the movie The Thing, but I never watched the panel or the interview with uh, Matt. Uh, Reeves about the Batman, but yeah. all the YouTube videos I saw that use footage from it show him standing in you know a dark hellscape with Aisha Tyler, and doing this, just gesticulating. Yeah. And I, I I realized something. That's the real thing. Not that he looks like an old timey barber who forgot his his uh, garters, his, his shirt sleeves. Yeah. Um. It's that I get nervous when white directors gesticulate wildly. Why is that? Well, watch a YouTube video about a Zack Snyder film. What's he doing? Gesticulating wildly. Yes. Watch uh, Jordan Vote Roberts. If you can see his hands, they're inside of his beard. And the thing is, is that I don't think I want nerds to direct my movies. Because they have to explain everything to you because they can't get it on the screen. Now, let's go over to one of the greatest filmmakers of all time who, let's just put a gun to his head and make him. Robert Blake comes back from the dead. Puts a gun to his head and says, make more movies. Mm. David Lynch. Yeah. Look at all the gesticulating he does. Oh, wait, he doesn't do any. And he also won't answer your questions. (laughs) And I'm fine with that, honestly. I don't need it. Because he knows what's in his films and he made his statement and he doesn't need to give you six hours of director's commentary and read my blog to understand what this scene means. It's just a bunch of nerds who are trying to, man, they see it all in their heads. But you were supposed to go to film school and then make a couple movies to learn how to get what's in your head on the screen Mm -hmm. and then be done Mm -hmm. and do something else and not release the director's cut of your crappy film three years after it failed at the box office. Yeah, And it's all down to... Gesticulation. Yeah, thanks for translating for the audience. Yeah, well, they, they, only, they can't they can't hear your. They can only hear this. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Do, so you don't now show me show me a video of Patty Jenkins going. I, I, I can't <laughs> say just really widely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's> <laughs> and yeah. then maybe maybe I don't have a case, but that's what it is. It's just these like white nerds, who I don't know. I'd probably be gesticulating wildly. Remember the time that we went. <laughs> What? Wait, were we in Chicago for a, for a convention? Let's just say that's what it was. And we uh, and we got there late and we were sitting around for a long time and we were getting kind of antsy and I left my backpack. We got our Uber or whatever, and but I left my backpack outside the terminal. Yeah, it was at the airport. So we got yeah. to the hotel. 
And then we had to go all the way back to the airport. And of course, the bag's gone, right? Yes. So we had, so I went to the security office yes. with a bunch of guys who looked like extras from the Dark Knight. Right. Who had a million other things to deal with. I'm just some idiot that left my bag, which yeah. was obviously immediately removed and probably like right. dogs sniffed it yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, but they had to figure, they had to figure out like, they wanted to confirm that I was the person or whatever. And so they went back through the surveillance video yeah. and, and they're like, oh yeah, I think we saw you before. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I was... Uh, distinct enough to be seen or whatever and they saw it before and then they watched the video and they're like oh yeah that's it you're the guy and I saw the video I'm like <laughs> just moving <laughs> your hand around wildly around. yeah so yeah I'm we like, were like deep in conversation yeah the, so they, the guys with the, the dogs and the guns were probably like a step behind us when we got in the Uber because they're probably like this guy's like this guy's Antifa. Oh, stop. <laughs> He's planning something. And he left his, his black and red backpack behind. <laughs> we went to the thing to pick it up and they asked for a description. I'm like, it's black and red. Now it's black with red accents. Yeah, right. But it took her 10 minutes to find it. And she's like, it's not red. Just give me the bag. <laughs> I gesticulated at her. <laughs> so I'm anyway, sorry. Should I have a picture of her on my is, phone? Passion yeah. is a plus. Yeah. But then we start to cuss. It's a rap lyric. Um, passion is a, is, a, is a plus, but have the confidence to just put it on screen. Well, and just don't, yeah, like, don't. Like, David just, Fincher doesn't gesticulate. Well, right. And, like, just make sure, like, you don't talk down to your audience, even if it's not just on, not just with the film, but with your description of the film later. You know what I mean? I don't think they're talking down. I think they don't have the ability to communicate these apparently great ideas. Scorsese, it's well, weird really because Scorsese is the exception that ruins then. the rule because he, but he would wildly, wildly discriminate describing an, a meatball hoagie that he had yesterday. So, <laughs> but he can also get it on the screen. All yeah. right. So anyway, that's our story about that. Um, I don't have any order for these stories. So let's continue. Oh, okay. Uh, the Mandalorian is coming back. Yes. Coming back to screens. Mm -hmm. You are, I take it, excited about this. I am. I, I am a big fan of the Mandalorian. Um, I think so. Um, really love the original. Okay, uh, we're returning a little blurb into like another 10 minute story. Okay, guess, sorry. But. Love the original Star Wars, hate the prequels, like the first of the three latest films, but other than that, don't really like them. The Mandalorian um, films? No, not, not, well, the not the Mandalorian films, the, um, there's no Mandalorian films. The the I'm going to stop you right there. It comes what? out on October 30th. Uh, Silk, you know, the Marvel character Silk. Yes. Another 10 minutes. Uh, there is a series in the works at Sony Pictures Television that will feature the character Silk. They better cast a Korean girl. That's all I can say. So are they, um, is this the, we heard a story recently, we had a story like a couple weeks ago that was like some Spider-Man female character. Is that what this is? That they didn't, but they didn't say what the character was. Nine minutes, 30 seconds. 29. Jeez. I, you know what? I don't know. Okay. But I know it's not as exciting as a Troop Beverly Hills sequel in the works. What? <laughs> you haven't heard about this? No. Yes. I don't know how I feel about this. It's currently, Tell me about it. It's currently untitled. It uh -huh. is going to be directed by uh, somebody I've never heard of, uh, Oren Zegman, who is a Israeli director, and... Um, they're, they're going to do it. Uh, I don't think there is actually any word on whether um, Shelley Long will return, but I think that it would be, if it's a sequel, it it's would be a real... It's not a good real... sequel if it's not Shelley Long. Yeah. You've Sorry. got Shelley Long, you've got Craig T. Nelson, yeah. and 
Can we get Jenny Lewis back? She doesn't really act anymore. But she'd do it for Shelly. I don't know. Do it for Shelly. I don't know. Maybe she got to do like part of the soundtrack or something like that. How would that fit? Mm-hmm. Just she's a musician now. How is Beverly Hills different in the 21st century uh, than it was in the late 80s? Neither of us know. I have no idea. <laughs> but maybe they can try to communicate that by... Gesticulating right. wildly. Yes. Oh, so wildly. I and having hand, their, their ex- my hand on the wall. ex-husband open up jars for them. That was in the movie. Wow. Thing. Wow. Um, I can top that. Uh, she sold all the cookies somewhere that had to do with her character's strength, which was something <laughs> she Gosh, found out that she was remember. good at selling cookies yeah and so that they they cleaned out the firehouse girls or the campfire girls or whatever yeah all right okay uh there's there's one part where she's uh, at her dad's house for the weekend and they're playing nintendo and he says that she keeps beating him because he's got pizza grease on his controller which is very relatable that's how i found <laughs> my way in uh, wow to troop beverly hills okay um... try to find your way into cbs all accesses <laughs> there adaptation of the stand which we talked about last week there's yeah. a trailer now available this week if anybody's interested i have nothing new to report except oh i haven't watched the trailer it just you know yeah have you watched it no oh <laughs> um i'm guessing you you saw the the other um stand adaptation that came out in like what the 90s yeah it's not it's not good but it's what we had and jamie sheridan was a pretty good uh randall flag yeah um, Walking dude. I hard case. Don't know why, but I totally watched it in junior high. I was probably too young for it, but um. I remember the um, crowding house, uh, crowding house, crowded house, uh, song that opened up. I think the the second chapter. Mm, hmm. They they had pretty good music. Yeah. For bumpers in it. Well, the the actress who is in uh, Just Shoot Me is in it too, right? Laura San Giacomo. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I thought, she plays Nadine. I thought she was good in that. I don't know why she's not in more stuff. She's on TV for a long, long time. Yeah, and sometimes you get trapped, you know, on TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll do a show about it later. Uh, would you, so Amazon is uh, apparently in talks for um, a lot of Marvel Sony shows. So maybe this is what you were talking about before. But they're they're starting with the Silk one. Oh, but okay. they are looking to develop a bunch of, uh, in a sort of Greg Berlanti fashion, a bunch of uh, TV properties, which... Yeah. Can't wait for those to I don't know. Berlanti, um, he's got... He's got something, right? Like he's he's Is it COVID-19? No. No, I just mean like he 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 seems to know he seems to have a a knowledge of like how to like teen stuff and like how to translate that teen to TV, stuff to TV like with comic books and like with other things and like how do we dramatize this in a way that speaks to to teens about their their life even if it's a more dramatized more fantastical way you know what i mean um yeah it'd be nice if they had somebody um tv side who was a berlanti type and i don't know if they have that or they've got amy pascal so arnold schwarzenegger is going to star in a spy series at skydance tv he we don't know anything about it except that he will play a father to a daughter and it's a global spy adventure. Maybe the daughter is also a spy. Will, is also a spy. We don't know. I mean, it sounds like a sequel to True Lies. I was going to say True Lies. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long since I've seen True Lies, but um, okay. Uh, mostly holds up. 
Um, Mostly. Skydance? I don't really know James that Cameron. much about Skydance. Skydance is just a... They're just a production company. Oh, oh, okay. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, okay. Uh, so where is it going to air on Skydance TV? There, oh, there might be a Skydance TV, but no, they're just oh, developing okay. it. This, there's, okay. I don't, there's no deal. There's nothing. They're just it's very make early this. on. But Got it's it. Arnie's first TV show. That's kind of a big deal. But Period. He is older. Less. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is older. Thanks for pointing that out. I'm sure he thanks you. All right. He's going to suck on a cigar and just look down his nose at you. Okay. Uh, what else is going on? Did you hear about the new cut of Godfather Part 3? What? No. Francis Ford Coppola has announced a director's cut of Godfather Part 3, which will feature a new ending and also will come out in films. And no word on whether he will excise his daughter from all of her scenes. But I'm guessing not. What? Cut her out? Yes. Why? I mean, I know she's not great, but... Yes. Oh. I don't think that that's what the director's cut is going to be. I Honey, think I'm it's... cutting you out. Director's cut. What a... What a what an amazing director and winemaker he is. What a champion for cinema he is. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Isn't it over? It's over. I bet it, five years ago, if you'd asked him, what do you think about Ridley Scott going back and continually tinkering with his films? What about George Lucas? Actually, he wouldn't have said anything bad about Lucas, the USC Mafia. But um, he probably would have been like, yeah, I don't do that. And here is, no, here's my movie from 30 years ago. It's better this time. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody asked for Why don't that. you just gesticulate about it? <laughs> He's spilling wine all over his hands. And his... So I, I don't care about this. No. Yes, it had a bad ending, the trilogy, but it's over, right? Yeah. You, you already made it, so if anything, let it you, go. Yeah, like, if anything, you... Let's fix Godfather 3. I don't know if I remember Godfather 3 or not. I'm going well to fix Godfather 3. It. Okay. You kill the daughter immediately. Don't worry about Lee, uh, Eli Wallach and all that. Like, we'll just move that all down the line. You can put Tony Bennett in in the third act. Mm. Uh, but have her die immediately. So Michael is already, you know, grieving his daughter, who mm-hmm. he can just eliminate because she's not great. And then, because he goes from being, you know, middle-aged or whatever and and sad about his crime life and his daughter dies, he feels like that's the, the penance that he's paying for his life or whatever but we let's but then he just cut to him 30 years later dies with an orange in his hand or whatever dumb right right so when you say there's a new ending are you gonna shoot Godfather 4 to tell us what happens there I say cut to you know Opera house stairs she dies and in the aftermath of that what how was he trying to get out of the business or reconcile with Kay all of those things are in Godfather yeah. 3 but sure. just move the daughter out of there and then we just you know do something with michael or something i don't know yeah do michael something, jr so do, do something more um and i, I don't endings be, man and i think it's great that they tried to bring a, a female character in there because it should have really focused on on michael jr right like he's right he's doing all this for him he's gonna be president corleone or whatever and then it's like no i want to sing opera like, she's fine, right? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> so let's have uh, Andy Garcia bang my daughter instead. Good luck. You're gonna need it. What else is happening? Uh, looks like Nickelodeon has removed Made by Maddie from their schedule. It's I heard about a, that. Uh, a cartoon show mm-hmm. uh, about um, like a black family. Yeah. And. Like it's... The, the the daughter like somehow she does magic with like the. Oh, I don't know any details. I don't know. It's just about a like a black family focuses on the black women in the family, but apparently it is very similar to Hair Love, an animated short. 
that was nominated for an Oscar, wasn't it? It won the Oscar. It won the Oscar. Um, and the nobody, character designs are very similar. And nobody went. And, and you know, and, yeah, and it involves no one from Hair Love is 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 making no. this this show. And so at some point in the process, somebody went, "Hey, uh, <laughs> are we are we making toy tail? What is this here? We're just ripping off something else." Well, so what happened was they, um, I guess they released a trailer for the show just this past week, and that's when people were really upset about it, and they're like, hey, this really looks like hair love. What the heck is going on here? And Nickelodeon was like, well, we required, we acquired the rights for this like years ago and blah, 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 but we've listened to you, and so we're going to pull the show. Oh, great. So. Okay. Well, here introducing our new show, Lufa Larry rectangle trousers uh it's we think you'll like it he lives in a kumquat <laughs> under the ocean and I mean, it just seems like who, who whoever copyrighted or whatever first when something wins an oscar i think that's it's kind of like that's how we've experienced that now right i know um although if disney can get away with it with the incredibles then Love your Fantastic Four movie. This isn't right, going anywhere. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Shenmue. You know anything about Shenmue? I don't. Are you looking for sailors? What? <laughs> Shenmue is an animated... No, excuse me. It's not animated. Uh, it's a Sega game. Okay. Uh, there are three uh, editions. The third one just came out recently. And this is an okay. old... This was like a Dreamcast game back in the day. So this is a you know, 25, 30-year-old series. Um, and it is significant... <laughs> For no good reason other than people just, some people like it. But okay. it is about a character named Ryu, and he is looking for his father. And okay. that's all we know. He is a typical sort of blank slate anime protagonist. He knows kung fu, and he goes around a city. And the whole hook of the game was that this is a, I'm not sure what city it is, maybe Tokyo, part of Tokyo, um, where, the you know, remember Yakuza? You've seen Yakuza. The, the video game Yakuza? Yes. No, yeah. no. You know, our friend, Bob Yakuza, who uh, <laughs> missing a couple fingers, lives next door. Has a lot of tattoos. Uh, yeah. He, he, you know how it's like there's a there's a story and there's a quest, but also you can just like stop and like play pinball or whatever. Sure. Yeah. It's sort of like that. Okay. It's like a world that's designed. You can open every drawer can be opened. Every door can be. And basically you can do everything except look for your father. Okay. Well, they finally released a third and final installment in uh, Shenmue last year or something like that recently. And so now they're going to make a, a Crunchyroll and Adult Swim are developing an anime series based oh. on the franchise. Okay. Um, kind of cool that Crunchyroll is involved. Um, that could be good. Is it? I don't know. Um, is it? Huh? What? I don't think it is. Oh, why? I don't know. Crunchyroll just seems like the Diet Coke of anime, doesn't it? I don't know. I mean, a lot mean, of dubs. A lot of dubs. I, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I think. Let me, let me talk. You're getting kicked out of the animes. Give me your anime snob card. I'm getting to it. Um, is it really anime if it doesn't come from Japan? That's what I want to know. Oh. Boy, that um, is, that's, wow, you went to the heart of anime snobdom right well, there. Well, or is it just anime style? Or is it like, because it's based on a Japanese game, it is still anime? Ask Netflix. Yeah, I Ask know. the police. Yeah, right. 
A Gossip Girl reboot is coming to HBO Max. It's shooting in October in New York. So completely recast then if it's a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're probably Kristen Bell's probably waiting for the phone to call, but or phone to ring. But um, my I mean, problem she just is did a voiceover, so. it's on HBO, so it's like okay, you can have a show where you're just suggesting that a bunch of sixteen year olds are uh, uh, getting each other off. But now on HBO Max, it's it's they're going to be. Is it going to be Euphoria, but set in you know New York prep schools? Probably. That doesn't sound very appealing. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you watched the original show. So, <laughs> I'm outing okay. you. Well, I'm outing you. That all of my comments, same, same mm-hmm. comments, but just now with the context that I kind of know what I'm talking about for once. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you don't know what you're talking about other times. I think you. Do. You don't have to defend me. All right. I don't. I don't require that. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I don't know. All right, I great. think I think HBO is. You don't have to have an opinion. That's okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> wow. I I think. Well, when is it too sensational? You know, like are we are we adding when like we're having high schoolers enter each other? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I don't know. Skins is very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually know that much about teenagers effing shows. It sounds like I do. <laughs> I've only got. Most of the DVDs. I don't have the Blu-rays. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, let's talk about the fact that Tenet is out and has made $100 million internationally. It's okay. made, I think, uh, around $20 million in China and has okay. made about $20 million in the U.S. as well. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. This is an old story. It's uh, near $150 million globally, but it has made $20 million in the U.S. Okay. So, I mean... That sucks. There are. It's not this great. Is Chris, this is a Christopher Nolan film. And no, yeah, just, I know. I mean, the, they were so adamant. This is a, a movie to be seen in IMAX. And it's like, dude, it absolutely does not matter if nobody can see it. Right. Because there's a, a big skull and crossbones, pandemic. you know, and the, and the doors to the, your local theater are nailed shut. Your pride doesn't matter in this case. Do you think they will relent you and could release create the, it on VOD the, with the, the best Krabby Patty so. in the world? Mm-hmm. But if Krabby Jack has shut down, I'm I'm drowning literally. You gotta help me. Krabby, if they've, if they've shut down, uh, what is his name? The Krab Jack. Krabby Jack, but yeah, <laughs> nobody can have these burgers. Yeah, I know they're gonna be stacked up in the back, mm-hmm. and SpongeBob's gonna be looking at them, and they're gonna look. They're gonna turn into burgers. That's how hungry he is. If you're already anthropomorphic food and then you get hungry on a desert island and you look at the food, does it turn into a person? Yeah, I don't. You don't deserve me. Okay, wow. So I'm just saying that it's out. It is, I guess, successful for the situation, but you're always going to look back in the history book and go, huh, why that one make no money? Yeah. And if Interstellar made, you know, it probably didn't make as much as... I'm thinking it did. Let's say it made $400 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's not too shabby for a thinky movie. Yeah. Isn't it, no matter what you people on YouTube say, isn't isn't Christopher Nolan always fighting to make his next movie? He always has complete creative control. Yes, stars want to work with him, but isn't the studio always like, what, what, love is the greatest power in the what? Yeah, right. Doesn't he always have to struggle? And so... That's all that the suits see is the spreadsheet. So if you yeah. go, 
three uh batman uh 800 million you know interstellar 500 million uh tenant 100 million i don't know chris maybe you're gonna get a little less money this time now it's not fair but also maybe you should have just taken this one on the chin you look you look like your finely tailored pants are around your ankles chris that's what i'm saying do you, but do you think that they'll relent and they will release Absolutely, it it's going to come out. Everything comes out on VOD. You come but, out on VOD. But I mean, But like they should have just started there. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't disagree with you. Like the movie we're almost going to talk about, but first we have to talk about another movie, or at least a movie that is becoming a four-part miniseries on HBO. It's called Justice League. Yeah. Director's and cut. What's going on? What's... What's going on with Ray Fisher? Ray Fisher. I don't. Has accused. I don't, I don't know. Joss Whedon nominally, but also yes. Warner Brothers. for having Johns. a violent and abusive and uh, chaotic set during the making of yes. Justice League. Yes. He basically Warner Brothers um, itself instigated an investigation into the what went on on the set. Yeah, which I think is good. Yes. And in the meantime, they released a statement saying that they're looking into it, but they're having trouble because Ray Fisher won't talk to their investigation. They set up like a Zoom call with him and he didn't take it or whatever. And so he is not he's not cooperating with the investigation. Mm-hmm. So that looks bad. So then Ray Fisher came they, out. Yeah. We, I ain't done. Yeah. The analysis comes after the story. So then Ray Fisher came out and said that they're trying to silence him and destroy his reputation with the things that they're saying because he spoke out against their golden boy, Joss Whedon. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Now you may analyze. I don't know what's going on. I just... (laughs) The great, great analysis. Well, so supposedly he's like... Ray Fisher like was like um, I think you should have a third party investigator and he like supposedly recommended the guy that they ended up going with and yet refused or I don't know what happened didn't meet with him supposedly multiple times so far so that looks really bad are they trying to silence him I don't know I don't know who to trust in this situation as an impartial journalist I don't know I would say that when you've got two parties and they're both like Oh, oh, I, I don't know where that document went. And they both look like they don't. Yes. Then they both got something to hide. It seemed like in, it. In non-partial opinion, as just a dude on the internet, this is a smokescreen, right? For what? I don't. Just to, That's what I want to know. Just to get back at Warner Brothers. To get back at Warner Brothers on behalf of a Zack Snyder for ruining both of their careers or whatever. Right? I just. All you do is you just go. Look, I here I am at this Comic-Con, and this is not the question I was being asked. <laughs> no, it wasn't tough to wear the cyborg suit, but uh, also, yeah. I put you on trial. J'accuse, Warner Brothers, right? Not the place to do it, but at least it's out. It's mm-hmm. a platform. Mm-hmm. So they begin an investigation. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want from them? And now he's just coming back and saying, they're not doing it right. And it's like, dude, what's the point? You will, I'll tell you this, you'll never work at Warner Brothers again. Yeah. So that's over. Yeah. So you better hope that Sony great. wants, you know, a cyborg or something like that. It's just, 
I don't know. And he's like, he's, he said things along the lines like he doesn't care about if his career gets ruined by this or not. Okay, good. Like, okay, but, but what is, but like you were saying, what is the optimal result that you are after here? Like, are you trying to ruin other people's careers? Well, I also like the fact that are you just trying to get the truth out. I also like the fact that in Warner Brothers' statement, and again, this is, you know, they're going to defend their side. Yep, and yep. I'm not saying that they're not trying to make him look bad. Right. But one of the main things that they say is that he suggested, you know, to the writers that they do things for his character or, or like change, you know, he gave uh, script revision okay. suggestions and okay. the writers are like, well, no, we're not going to do that. So... Yeah, I've read that he didn't <laughs> like the direction his character was being written, but like... Yeah. I mean, what do you do when you're an actor and you're kind of starting... I mean, he hasn't... He doesn't... Not to criticize him about this, his career in, in film is, is fairly new, but what do you do when you're an actor and you don't really like the way your character is being portrayed and you also don't have necessarily a lot of weight or hearsay about that can you say anything to anybody and then who do you say it to do you say it to the writers you know what you do you do are you talking about creative disagreements yeah Uh, because i'm not talking about like do you talk to your man at your i'm not i'm not talking about him being cattle prodded onto the set or whatever the abuse that he's talking about is right you're talking about creative disagreements you be gracious Uh that's what maybe somebody with more seasoning would know yeah and you don't just throw somebody under the bus Although that has been charged with both parties in this, that both how many yeah. buses are there? Are we at a terminal here? But, but you are gracious about it. But he doesn't feel like he has to be because his bro, Zack Snyder, has his back, and he's going to be in every scene in the movie. Now he's the core of the movie, the heart of the movie. Wouldn't it be great if the four-part Justice League Snyder cut comes out and Cy- Cyborg's barely in it? Yeah, <laughs> Wouldn't that I don't be think awesome? that's going to happen though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't like begrudge him or like you know. I just. I do. What's the point? I don't like this. If I don't if, look. Like if there's this, a legal is issue, great. if there's a legal issue, get a lawyer. Tell the cops. Do you know what I mean? You yes, were, I know what you, you mean. Are, you were fighting this in the public sphere. It's and very you, public. And as far as them discrediting you, what did you do? You went out and called them abusers, basically. Do basically, you know what I mean? Like you, yes. you started this. Yeah. So I don't know. And the best part is I don't care about any of it. Like I don't really care about the Snyder cut. I don't care about Zack no. Snyder. No. The notice that nobody else is, you know, Wonder Woman's not like, oh, yeah, it was terrible. Well, we were just, nobody all day else we were abused. Is nobody else anything. has said anything. I don't know if they were not mistreated or if it really is like is racially charged as well we know we and 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 from what i've seen i don't he has not leaned on the racial side of it i in my own experience have heard from other black performers that they have experienced a different you know level of treatment um which they attribute and i'm not saying that they're wrong i believe them to their you know their race or whatever right but fisher has not as far as I know, brought race into this as a factor. He didn't say that like Joss Whedon was nice to all the white actors and he was mean to me. He hasn't said that. He's just said yeah. that he was super abusive. So it's just, it's a he said, they said thing. And it. I just think that it's, honestly, justice should be served, you know, it's the Justice League, wherever it needs to be served. But it just seems like a way, it seems like free promotion for the, the Snyder Cut. It's just, it does kind of come off that way. 
Um, I, I don't know that that's really I don't think that that's a good excuse to kind of like tarnish your career reputation and like try to yeah yeah I, I don't know that this is the best way to go about that something like that but it does kind of seem that way <clears throat> well if you want to I don't know if this fits at all but uh, if you want to uh, honor and get excited about uh, a character of color portrayed by an actor of color uh, they are offering pretty much every Black Panther comic for free on Comixology right now. Oh, that's if you wanna, so cool. Yeah, in honor of Chadwick uh, Boseman's death. So oh. go on Comixology and you can read the old Black Panther, the new stuff, uh, some of the stuff that the movie was based on, and you can get your hands on all that. That's really neat. They should make the Cyborg ones free too. <laughs> Teen Titans. Uh, yeah, well... Let's get down to business. Yeah. We had to say it. Had to say it. I think we said it the last time. <laughs> Probably. But this time we're emphasizing the business. Uh, because you don't get it. No. Because I don't get it. Mulan 2020 exists solely to be the tip of the spear of Disney's penetra- penetration into China. Oh, I, I didn't mean yeah. that to be so sexual. But. <laughs> And we're going to talk about that when we talk about the new adaptation of Mulan. Yes. Available in some theaters, but available on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Also available on Amazon Fire devices in a last-minute deal. And they recently so announced that it will be available to Disney Plus subscribers at the regular rate in December. Yep. Right now it's available for premium subscribers that pay an extra fee. Yeah. Which is like... Wow. How they can squeeze some more money out of you. Yeah. Squeeze it out of the Chinese, will you? Whoa. They have more theaters open than we do. Yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, what's Mulan about? <laughs> do we do we need to say what Mulan we need is to, about? We need to fill three or four minutes. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Mulan is, I, I think we covered this when we talked about the animated film a couple weeks but ago. But this isn't the animated film. I... Uh, it's more or less the same premise um, with a little bit of different stuff in there. Honor, duty, and truth. Um, I don't... Wasn't Brave in there? I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyways, I won't know until you tell me. Um, uh, I don't remember. Um so so basically it, it's it's based on um, the, this this legend that supposedly Mulan was a real person. Anyways, um, the China um, years and years and years ago um, gets in invaded uh, by um, this this group of people. Um, in this film, they are the gosh, I, if I remember the Roran, the Rorans, the Rorans. Okay, I know what it sounds like. Uh, anyways, um, and the, they're they're basically coming to invade take over China, kill the emperor, create chaos, and and rule in, in the emperor's stead. Um, and uh, they are, in this film, uh, the, the ruler um, is uh, aided by a woman who is a witch. I don't know if she has a name, actually. Jean, Jean Ling or something like Jean that. Jean Ling. Yeah. Um, 
and she's she's very powerful and she uses something that is called in in this version it's it's chi but like so chi is like energy that everybody has and it's natural everybody who knows anime knows yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) but but it's has magical elements and stuff like that too if you you can channel into it but anyways she's she's very powerful and she um she can turn into a hawk she can um this is milan yeah i know she can like turn into other people it's weird that you're describing this character in such a length when the movie's called milan Uh, all right anyways you can be blamed if you've seen the film sorry continue uh so milan has this too but she um is basically told by her father and that she can't really display it because she's a girl she's she's kind of told that anyways it seems to really come out with fighting like i don't know if you can use it like with this other is not things. a plot synopsis okay eyes for a plot synopsis basically all so all of the uh families in china by the emperor's decree have to s- supply a man for the emperor's army um and uh so her dad who is older and has a bum leg is like i'm gonna go and then like mulan's like no i'm gonna do it and the so, first scene yeah and so she goes in her father's stead takes his uh, what do you want from me this is the plot of the movie i know but you spent so much time talking about chi and about a bird lady and now we're in the first the first part of the first act of mulan why not just describe you know, the story of Mulan, which we all know because we all ate the Szechuan sauce, and then make quick notes to the differences, possibly in character, which I guess you were covering with the bird. Although you didn't say that she worked for the main bad guy. I did say that. The Rorons, and I that, said that. And they, you know, and, and, and Jet Li's in it. I mean, what else do you have to say, really? And it's Dan- just... Danny Yen. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie Yen. Not Danny Yen. Yeah, you, you know what you're doing. So that's it. I mean, like, it's an exercise in futility to try to describe what happens in the film, right? It's really like... You asked me to do it. Well, I wanted. I guess I wanted you to fail because Thanks. this movie fails. And I'm going to let the audience know if there's anybody listening right now, if you want to hear two people talk about how great Milan 2020 is for 20 minutes, you can just switch off. Join us at uh, on social media at Just Enough Trope, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, do all the usual things. But uh, we're, we're not going to do that. It's going to be painful because I personally am going to talk about how bad this film is. Mm-hmm. So I just want to let everybody know we're not going to ambush anybody like the Rorons. Right. Uh, we're just going to talk about what a, what a bad idea it was to make this and how badly it was executed. So you're a big fan of the first film. Yes. I really like the first film We talked film about a that lot. in a previous episode. Yep. Um, I was unable to talk you out of being a fan of the first film. <laughs> You really wanted to, huh? Why not take the legend of somebody, a Hercules, par example, mm-hmm. and then add Danny DeVito? <laughs> I guess I'm not a fan of Hercules, Disney's Hercules no, either. I'm not either. But it's a character that like exists in myth. And the thing about myth is that there's no character development really in myth. There's no side stories. No. You know, the guy gets a winged horse. He uh, t- talks to the 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 who are the ladies that have one eye. Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Goes, takes out Medusa. Right. Comes back. Done. Right? Right. Have a happily ever after. Right. LA Law. Um, that's, you know, that that's like, okay, but like, what if we added like, 
you know, character. We added like depth to what's going on. What if we did all that? Mm-hmm. And I've never yet seen, and I've, there are other versions of this story. There's a 2009 Chinese movie, I think. Oh, okay. Um, why not? I wonder what their take on is on it. Yeah, well, honestly, I think it's probably similar to this. Yeah. Why not add depth to a story that is basically like four or five lines, you know, or a stanza in a longer, like, epic poem? Right. There was a lady who went out there, and she was your one, and she's like, "I'm a lady," and they're like, "What?" Right. And she went home. Right. Like women should. Mulan, <sighs> give me those nuggets. Yeah. Why not? add to it but nothing yet has added to it i always felt like mulan had some good songs Mm -hmm. and i love the the idea of the character i do too but it's just like very threadbare and they they make it up by having harvey fierstein and some wackos do all the little disney bits and there's a cricket that does bits and then eddie murphy is eddie murphy's you know the packing peanuts that are 50 percent of the of the shipment you know what i mean yeah right so it's like here's our chance to like have human beings be in a human being story mm-hmm. <laughs> and a bird lady mm-hmm. and uh and it, it's just so threadbare there's just so little going on and also yeah, historical really historical and regal slash military doesn't mean everyone must talk like this Hua Mulan, you will marry my daughter yeah right you need to take a bath like everybody is just so flat no you're right why do they have to be so flat I don't know. And that's a really good point because, like, especially, like, the other soldiers, like, when they're just talking to well, her. Well, there's some fun parts. They had yeah. some personalities. They had some personalities. I didn't know their names. Yeah, which is a problem, I think. Um, but, but but yeah, why 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 do they talk kind of militaristic when, when they're just kind of hanging around and stuff like that? Um, I... I like the idea, too, of, of the witch character... I just don't think I don't think it was um, developed enough and I don't think it was as interesting enough as it is. We've seen so many times the like you and I are not so different and then like, oh, we are. We are so different. And it's like, can you make that interesting? Can you make that more compelling? Can you you say interesting and compelling, but I, I, th- I want to know why you think that's in the movie. Why is that in the movie? Yes. The first movie, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. The first movie doesn't, and I'm not, I don't know. It's tough when you do historical things. You want to have Joan of Arc kick ass. And people are like, whoa, Joan of Arc, she's a lady. She kicks ass. Mm. She's a child. She's not even a lady. Mm -hmm. And the real story of Joan of Arc is after she became politically inconvenient, they burned her at the stake for wearing men's clothes. Right. Right? And you go, yeah, but what if at the last second that that hunky guy that she'd been fighting with in the army, you know, swung in and cut the ropes and then they both killed all the French people together and then rode off. Mm -hmm. And you go, all right, well, look, I'm all about like tales of empowerment, especially female empowerment, but do you want to tell a story that's historical or do you want to do your own thing? And this movie wants to have it both ways because they make it very historical in a lot of places. They do. But they also want to have this undercurrent of this is why they add like the Darth Vader character. And we've this is not original. You know, I, we, we came up with it on our own, but so did everybody who watched it and is reviewing it. This is Star Wars for some reason. Mm-hmm. She's only it's like new. It's J.J. Abrams Star Wars. So you have this chick that kicks ass. <laughs> she goes to war. Yeah. People think that, oh, she's a farm girl or whatever. She can't do anything. 
and you've got a character, a Darth Vader-like or a uh, Kylo Ren-esque character who works for the ultimate evil bad guy, but is conflicted themselves. In right. this case, they try to add a like a gender sort of uh, element to it in which she's was driven to be a witch because society didn't accept women or whatever. At least not powerful and, women, yeah. Right. right. And so all that exists in their world, but spoilers, and this whole discussion is spoilers, we should have said at the beginning. Uh, but they completely ahistorically, like, let her be in the army at the end of the movie. Yep. And so, like, which is it? Right. And, and you go, well, it could be anything. It can be anything. But I think it loses power when it's not, you put it in a historical t- context and you don't employ that historical context. Yeah. What is incredible about the original story is, and I don't, I don't know how woke the third century people who made the myth or whatever, or the, the real person was like or whatever, but it's that she did something that was against the rules. And for somebody who was who she was, that is to say, arguably a woman with not a ton of combat training and who had never had to contemplate a life in war, right. she did it for honor and she did it for her family right and then when it was all over only then like did she reveal and i'm a girl and everybody's like what and we don't talk about like you know why she wasn't put to death but she's like and i'm going home because i got other things to do right right and like they change that in and you could change it it's fine but in the cartoon movie they're like be one of my advisors or whatever and in this they're like join the army yeah Right and away, as much awkward. as I hate this yeah. movie, yeah. I was like, okay, good, good. This is this just takes place in some mythical China that never existed. This is the end of her arc. She should do that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I got to go home. And I'm like, <laughs> movie, you're undercutting your own thing. There are bird ladies with magic powers. Anybody yeah. can do anything. It doesn't matter. Right. Then she goes home and sees her dad and they go, yeah. We followed you home. You should still be a warrior with us. And she's like, okay. It's like, oh, oh, it's just bad screenwriting. Oh, they're just doing that fake out thing. Yeah. Where you have to refuse it for some reason to get another two minutes attention out of it. The movie doesn't know what it wants. And it wants to be a tale of like girl, girl power. Yes. But it doesn't even deliver well on that. And that's why this whole thing was about the bird lady and why they feel like they have to, why does she have to have a dark opposite? Why can't she just be somebody who was never asked to do this, mm-hmm. finds the strength to do it. Right. And whether she uses like kick-ass martial arts skills or just the fact that she is super brave and smart right. to succeed, like in the cartoon one, why can't it just be that? Why do we have to have this other character, which is just... <laughs> breaks the I mean yeah they're running up walls and they're doing all the wushu stuff anyway but like it's just so weird and out of place and then they ask us to feel bad for her. and like 10 minutes before she dies she just killed some innocent guy like I don't feel bad for her she's a bad person well I think they could have done I think they could have made it more compelling and made her more conflicted about like you know and not be like have her not be so self-serving like the only right reason she's working for I think this, this movie is so bad it's hard to talk about but yeah go ahead the only reason like she's working for this guy is because if she doesn't like she would just be out on her own exiled in a desert and, and doing cool bird stuff she doesn't want to do that though i guess so she <laughs> she feels like not developed she feels well they're not she feels like she has for some reason she feels like she has somewhat more freedom or she's doing something 
when she's working with this guy, but she doesn't like it. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of, and she's doing it for uh, three quarters of the pay too. All right. This movie is just, it's a mess. It is a mess. Except for one element, which let's just cut to. So we're not just bashing feminism, I guess, which which seems like what we're doing. Feels like that's what we're doing. Um, I've said before, Real allyship is like honesty, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the first stirrings of equality is that women can make bad movies too. <laughs> they don't all have to be like amazing films, right? Yeah, like right. shitty female directors and writers <laughs> being allowed to make shitty films. That's that's equality, right? Mm-hmm. That's so intersectional, uh, and that's what we got here. But anyway, uh, here's what it's about. This is a Chinese movie. Through and through. And I don't just mean the fact that they... Because the Chinese audience would have no problem. It almost reminded me of a Bollywood movie in some places, you know? I don't think a Chinese audience would have any problem with the horsemen going, we're going to attack the thing. Here we go. And as soon as they get close, they all jump off their horses. And suddenly they're like running up the walls. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, like we said, we've seen that in Kung Fu movies. Why are there walls? Why do they have a... A stronghold with walls, if this is what happens. They should have nets or something like that. Oh, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but it doesn't matter. The movie's not interrogating that. It's mm-hmm. just supposed to be out-and-out action, wirework action. Right. Right? Yeah. So in that way, it's a very Chinese movie. Because Chinese audiences will go, fine. American audiences, like myself, might have trouble swallowing that. But if you're in for the action, you're in. Yeah. But this movie, you could say it's Star Wars, but I say that it's made completely along the approved lines of the Chinese cultural ministry or whatever. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And it's not just because they cut all the ghosts. <laughs> there's no there's no ancestor spirits. No. China, they don't like ghosts in China uh, in this day and age. Fine, they cut all that. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that they they emphasize these uh, these qualities that they talk about of loyal brave and true loyal brave and true yeah and the most important one is true and i think that's bullshit because the point is is that this society is not a good society the bird lady tells us that Mm -hmm. every the 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 animated movie tells us that because the emperor goes well we should put her to death but we're not going to clearly she is a hero i don't know if we're going to like change all the laws and let women do whatever they want right but Clearly, we understand that this we we this is wrong. You know, this person should be able to do what she wants to do, mm-hmm. and that's not what really what this movie is about. And the true thing for me is, you have to be loyal. The whole she is racked with guilt the entire time yes. that she's doing this. Right, and I'm saying real revolutionaries who who are trying to change society have to break the laws. We are dealing with this right now on our streets in America. Uh-huh. You know, there is a civil disobedience for a higher cause. And yet the whole time she is keeps looking at that true pictogram and is like, I'm a bad person because I'm not being honest about who I am. Right. And like in the world of your movie, I guess that's fine. Her force doesn't work unless she, her hair is she's Samson. Her right, hair right, has right. to be down. But I think that's bullshit. And I think it maps clearly onto the current dystopia of China in which you can't say anything bad about the government. You have to be, um, you have to maintain a high social capital, mm-hmm. which involves not just like your credit score, but also like, you know, your behavior. It's a Black Mirror episode. Yep. And if you violate it, you disappear. Yeah. Like that actress 
who's yep. not the actress in this movie, though they have similar names. It's uh, Lee Gong in this movie. I can't remember what the other actress's name is. Um, I, I just, maybe I'm just reading into it, but that's the, like, the insidiousness that I sensed when I was watching this film. Mm. Who cares? It's cool that she fools everybody. That's that's the original story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But instead, she goes and has a fight on in a sulfur thing. You know, she fights the bird lady where all the hot vents are. Oh, yeah. And then at one point, you're like, "Is it ice or something?" Because we we film well, below her weird. like it's gonna break, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it never does. No. So great job, good staging. And then she's like, "No." I got to be a girl. That's the only way to do it. It isn't that she's trying to, you know, in the first movie, she's trying to fulfill her duty, one of the pictograms in the sword, but also hide her femininity. But instead, she has to save everybody and sacrifice, you know, her secret in order to save them. And this, she's just like, why have I been a guy this entire time? Here I go. Yay. It doesn't, just in the terms of like, the steps in a hero's journey or things leading to other things, it doesn't make any sense. She gets inspiration from evil bird lady to let her hair down, literally. To be herself from evil bird lady. She gets the, the courage well, yeah, to but, be herself. Well, yeah, but in this movie, evil bird lady is just a frustrated feminist. Right. I don't know. I mean, I I don't like how, like, okay, so she's going to be herself, so part of her being herself is taking off this disguise, right? So I get that part of it, but I think also... You're going to want some of that armor still. And I think it's stupid for like, oh, well, I'm going to take all this chest armor off because I'm a girl. Um, I compare it to Spider-Man losing his mask all the time in the Raimi movies. Do you know what I mean? It's like part of the obligation of him serving the city is trying to protect himself and his family so he can keep doing that. Right. But Tobey Maguire always loses his mask and it never has any consequences. Just like it has no real consequences in Mulan. Well, I'm, just, I mean, I'm thinking about it like a superhero because you said at the beginning of the film when this little six-year-old l- is like doing matrix flips off a roof and you're like, oh, she's just a superhero then. I'm like, yeah, strap in. You're not going to you're not going to relate to this character at all for the entire movie. Well, I'm not. A- and also. She has unpopular political opinions, but we haven't even touched on that yet. <laughs> no, I, I'm just not. I'm not excited about somebody who has like no weaknesses. Yeah, it's not. Interesting, and I think it's more interesting, like in the animated version, that she's somebody who's who 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 is brave, and courageous, and is and is really smart. Like you, you mentioned like one of the in, in the training montage in the animated film, one of the best parts, and I have to agree. I told you you'd do this. Well, you tell it then. I I just no, you can handle it. Um. So so there's an arrow, um, the, the the captain shoots an arrow at the top of this um, wood. In the uh, animated film. In the animated film. The top of this wood pillar. And like he's like, you have to wear weights to get it. Whoever gets it, you know, like you're, you're, you prove yourself or whatever. And everybody tries and they're really bad at it. And then she eventually figures out you need to like tie the weights together and use them uh, as a tool to help you climb this pillar. And I don't think that was the right answer necessarily that's the answer that she came up with yeah and i guess i will tell it now so we can tell it correctly this for me is the problem with modern female superhero stories or at least one of the problems that i've seen in a lot of them you have the same problem in captain marvel in a hero's story you have a hero who is not plugged into 
what's going on. And then this is all, you can tell a story however you want, but this is like the Campbellian kind of circle or whatever. Right. Um, a character who is naive and not powerful and then goes on a quest, crosses a threshold, does all the stuff, gains power, often, you know, dies and is resurrected. Maybe when she... No, she never does. That's the problem. You never die. Our hero has to have a moment of weakness. And in a movie like Captain Marvel, and here we're back, the old saw, everyone, and this film, both Disney films, this character is never vulnerable in any way. She's a kick-ass Matrix superhero at the beginning. Yeah. All she has to do to really succeed is to realize that she's a kick-ass superhero. And, you know, and when be she herself. Be, yeah, when she takes her armor off. And... Then, you know, she's slightly inconvenienced by the fact that Donnie Yen's like, nah, get out of here. And then she goes back to Donnie Yen and he's like, I'm glad you came back. <laughs> There's just never. And it's, it, it, I, I'm sure it exists in bad male superhero movies as well. A guy like Zack Snyder, who is eternally in that locker, like we talked about, and is all, he is in love with power fantasies. I bet he loves dinosaurs still. Mm-hmm. I bet he really wants to do a Jurassic Park. His characters can never be vulnerable. All they have to do is realize that their only flaw is that their dad told them not to save anybody, but they've always had all the power, bravery, and strength to save everybody and to be Jesus. Terrible, yeah. right? Yeah. And you get that in Captain Marvel. She was she was always super strong. She was always very capable. She just didn't know that she was friends with the new James Bond. <laughs> and then she learns that and kicks everybody's ass. Fine. Mm-hmm. And that's just not compelling it's not an arc we don't see our character be vulnerable we don't see them really learn anything except i guess about their past Mm -hmm. and and that's repeated here she's a kick-ass little girl yes she lives in a society where they tell her that she can't do that and then she decides i guess to finally do that but it's not and the whole thing that disappoints me about them not i think it's they don't have the arrow scene in the live action film but they wouldn't have got it right anyway Mm -hmm. because the whole point of that scene is and i'm not here to debate whether Women can be as strong as men or good fighters or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's not the heroic quality of Mulan. It's the fact that there's a million soldiers, but she's a smart soldier. Right. So whether or not she can carry all the buckets or whatever, it's not really the, the problem. The problem is, is that she outthinks the problem and climbs up in a unique way to get the arrow and proves that she's smart and worthy, right? Right. And you have the exact same scene repeated in another Disney movie, Captain America the first Avenger, mm-hmm. where before he even gets gigantic pecs, he's just a little guy. There's a pole at the camp, Camp Lee or whatever, and they say, if you take the flag down from the pole, I think uh, you get to make out with <laughs> Hallie Atwell or whatever. Great. Where's the pole at? Uh, yeah. And so all the guys try to climb the pole and they can't do it. And then Steve Rogers goes, there's a little pin at the bottom, pulls the pin down, pole goes down, grabs the flag, gets to... Take a ride with Haley Atwell. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that it doesn't matter if he's got muscles or not. We will give you muscles. You will get muscles over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. Are you worthy to wield these muscles? Right. And that's what we want to see. We want to see that our character is is different and a cut above the rest. She's different because she's got force. Uh, chi. Yeah I, yeah, I know. And I think that that... I feel like we've said this in, in different ways, but I, I don't like the addition of that because I think that takes away from the uniqueness and the specialness of Mulan, of, of her being a, a brave and courageous, smart soldier and, and her being um, self-sacrificing and in doing this for her, her, her family and for honor. Your dad's kind and, of a jerk. 
in this film. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, well, at least they're the same height, so you can believe that she could fit into his armor. But, like, one of the things I liked about the dad, and I'd imagine a lot of female viewers like, uh, is that the dad is warm. In the he, animated one. And yeah. he, they're not faults, but he, you know, he forgives the fact that she's not graceful and she's not. And in this movie, it's like, oh, boy, if my sister didn't hate spiders, I would have made it through this thing. She Which just can't. Just like, she what? can't have any weaknesses. She can't have any flaws. No character flaws. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. Not to mention the fact that she's acted very poorly by this dumb actress who, <laughs> who is apparently super, super right wing. Uh, I didn't think I was not impressed by her. No, it's I don't know. The whole thing is just too bad. I'm just really, I'm really bummed. And maybe well, that's oh, why done? I'm not. No. Well, that's I, why. I'm, I'm just saying. I guess I didn't structure this conversation very well. Uh, do we want to talk about things that we liked about the film? Yeah. Um. One thing I want to say that okay, I. Okay, lo- let's wrap up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying there's not a lot to like about it. Wow. Um. I overall, I think that I liked um, the um, production design and the costuming um, pretty well. But nobody's going to screw that up. I know, I, did, but I didn't. I didn't. Can I finish what I'm saying first? Well, we're having you... a discussion, but sure. It's a Speci- dialogue. Yeah. Specifically, I liked the village a lot in this. Um, I, I thought that the, it seemed uh, interesting, and, and I liked the overall design of that, and I liked that it was very colorful. And then I liked also that the bad guys, in contrast, although maybe this is not super creative, were all dark colors no the, the main like bad that. guy was like the witcher the chinese witcher yeah all right so his costume was sucked mm-hmm. um all things considered i liked the bird lady i mean i, I did too it, it was cool i just don't know she just has no place in this film um why is there a phoenix in it it's so well, that that was a weird thing to me too. Like we we're supposed to be talking about things we liked, um, but like the dad calls for like the spirit of the phoenix who's supposed to protect their their family and everything and protect soldiers, and so then we see a phoenix throughout the film and Mulan sees it. But I wonder, does anybody else see it? Like, is it real? And what is the point of it? Like, like it's just supposed to be showing her her path or something. I sure. don't really know. Doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, well, that why? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at well, all. Well, then why have it though if it doesn't matter? Because it's a metaphor. That means secret. <laughs> but I if actually like some of the interaction. Well. What? But I, but if it's not done well, then why? Oh, nothing in this movie done particularly well. Yeah. Uh, I liked the interactions between her and the other soldiers whose names I don't know. Um, Except for that one, the owl guy, man, he just gets busted right out, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess they wanted to show why get rid of your comedic guy. But, but here's the thing. He just lies about being able to get the buckets up there. Mulan lies about being a woman and breaking all these laws. And she gets to come back in? And owl guy, he's gone. He never gets to come back yeah, in. Yeah, I know. How is that equitable? Because she saved <laughs> She should have gone and got owl guy and went, look, you want to protect your country? I understand. We've both made mistakes. Let's go, Owl Guy. You're my guy. It's not that kind of movie. No, she's just she's just granted leadership for some reason. Like when they go and have the fight, which is like not staged very well, but they tried to fit the avalanche thing in, I guess, which mm-hmm. is somehow just more ridiculous, unbelievable in live action. Uh, <laughs> she she's mounted. She is a mounted soldier. She yeah. you know gets a position of leadership. 
And we don't see that she's earned it other than she can kick a spear in midair. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know why she has a horse and other people don't. Everything is but... just and this is we saw this in like Bill and Ted, which you know we like despite its flaws, I guess. But like, I'm not saying just come on screen and gesticulate wildly. But like, find a way to to just communicate this information visually, you know, or quickly on the screen. Yeah. I'm... And instead, it's just like, well, of course, now this is happening. Oh, of course, this is happening. We got to go get Louis Armstrong. Now we're going to get this other guy. Like, it just, uh, everything is just so perfunctory. What does perfunctory mean? From context? I mean, I can kind of guess what it means from context, but. The official definition like... of perfunctory is carried out with a minimum of effort or reflection. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get that. Got it. Yep. So the visual storytelling is not great throughout. There are lots of things yes. like, why is this happening? And a now? lot of the interactions between the soldiers in the animated film gave it its character. Yeah. You know, I mean, Donnie Osmond might be the love interest, but we sure don't know much about him. He's just a big blank, you know? Yeah, right. His father was a general or whatever. So. Right, right. But uh, yeah, just getting a chance to like chill out with the boys and, you know, they're apparently like they're all boys but apparently they all know how to sleep with a a, a partner because they're always like putting their arm around I, people yeah, or holding hands while weird. they're asleep yeah right <laughs> and the part where they're all like oh what kind of woman do you want yeah you know, which was a song in the first yeah, film right, but right, now right. it's just in a conversation it's like i want a hot chick you know i want to i want a chick that's can cook real good right or whatever. right and they're like what about you milan or uh ping or jing or whatever and uh yeah she's like yeah i like a tasty piece of bitch wow but smart wow more of that yeah kung fu 25 percent less kung fu don't care more of that stuff i mean the kung fu stuff was cool um i liked donnie yen's sword sword (laughs) fight that was neat um but why do you have jet lee as the emperor and you don't really donnie yen had a sword fight well, he did like a demonstration with like the sword. Yeah, he did like a kata type. Yeah, thing. that was neat. I guess that's Japanese. But like, why do you have Jet Li as the emperor and you don't really have him doing much he's martial 60 arts? Sixty years old. But like, have him do something. He did a little thing where with some fabric. And yeah. did and this is something else. Did he have the chi? You got the chi. Did he have it or or can in this world can you just do crazy things with a torn banner? Did, did the I'm assuming he had did it. the did the Rorans have chi? Is that how they run up walls and stuff? I guess. Perfunctory. Yeah, I know. Perfunctory. Well, and then like the 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 last standoff, right? Where they, they the bad guy has uh, the emperor tied up, and they're in a construction site, which is apparently supposed to be like the new castle or something. What like is that. she, Sailor Moon? What? Sailor oh. Moon's always fighting. Yeah, in a, like rooftops yeah, and construction yeah, sites. Yeah, that happens and... a lot. <laughs> but um we were we were watching it and you were like well what what just happened now there was a lot of stuff that happened in that you're like what? oh the finale is like yeah it's not it's like what and like the, the lady that directed this directed whale rider or whatever i mean she's not like an action director but you can still you know you you get a fight coordinator or something that can communicate visually what is happening in this crazy fight and that was um not done well um but you know that's fine well, the and most then, important like, thing is you got to be, you got to be true, and support the Hong Kong police. Well, and then, 
Why her her sword the sword melts? Do we have to? Why is that there? And then because like, she's throwing away the father's influence, and then she gets her own sword, you know, in her own future at the at the end. It's yeah, all, I, I, it's all subtext I guess. by the writers of Jurassic World. Well, and then like then the bad guy falls down there, but he doesn't fall into like the lava pit. No, we already there. did a f- falling into lava. Frollo died falling into lava in uh, in a Disney movie. So this is just fall to your Frollo? death. Yeah, Frollo. Frollo. Hunchback Notre Dame. Oh, okay. All a right. much, much, much better film. Yeah. Wow. So instead, um, he f- has a fatal fall, that, but he's not dead and can still easily fire a bow. I know. Laying on his back. Yeah. <clears throat> Mulan. Mulan. <sighs> Did they miss? They really missed out. They should have done with uh, traditional instruments. Uh, just a girl when she takes her arm no! off and rides back into. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm vetoing that. No, no. But it'd be like. No. All the young kids. Yeah, they would have loved it. Oh, no, that's the, sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, young folks. Yeah. There's, there's, right. there's kids with pumped up kicks. Yeah. And, or we'll do that one. I don't know. Isn't that about a school shooting? I People are like, I love this this breezy summer jam. It's like, oh, they're running faster than bullets? Probably. We can cut that uh, out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, not not great that she did that tweet, too, like you were saying about, like... Why can a horse like go the... through a, an avalanche, but everybody else is swept away by ice and snow and water? I don't know. That, that no sense. That was, that was terrible. That whole scene? Yeah, the whole thing is shot with, like... Because we see like this chaotic shot of um, love interest just sort of like roiling in the in the snow. Yeah. And then Mulan is just riding, but she's like riding and like the lower fifth of the screen is like snow. But there's no sense of how was the horse able to ride just riding through snow. And then we'll cut back to him somewhere miles away doing something and then she just sort of reaches down and he's on the horse and there's just no well that's like straight from the the animated one yeah but, but in that doesn't... there are different views and we yes, see above and then we see below and then he shoots the arrow but then she throws it back or whatever yeah and right, right right pull him up and mm-hmm. it's it's something that you would have to spend three and a half years animating so we're gonna make sure that people understand it but this is just like oh well <laughs> you know right. she gets him You've seen, you've seen, you saw the first one. I, I know. You saw the first one. You get it, audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to talk about a good movie. Yeah. I'm so sick of talking about bad movies. I know. I can't take it. I know. It's not I'm, entertaining. This is a I'm terrible so, show. I'm so this dis- podcast sucks. I'm so disappointed. I'm so, and I and I think I knew. But Miguel Wen <sighs> is in it. I know. <laughs> I know. And why and wasn't she the witch? Fantastic question. I would have loved it even more if she was the witch. That's it. That was the straw or the well, whatever I guess, the Chinese equivalent. I guess is. it was really hard to get her because she oh, was filming the um Agents of, of Shield. Shield. I read an article about like they were like they weren't sure if they were going to get her or not and then they got her and just they're like, "Oh, we have tell to shoot Jeff it." Tell Jeff Loeb or whoever's in charge now, "Just kill me off. I'm going to be in like the Milan sequel. Have a cool bird lady role." Well, and then like 
they 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 I, the article I read said this is just a fun little tidbit I guess um the the court lady that they go to after she's introduced you know after Ming Wen introduces Mulan uh and they 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 do a shot of the court of a, some young court lady that's Ming Wen's real life daughter so they they felt the need to put her in there too okay anyways um yeah that would have been great um. We've we've run down, haven't we? I just, I I think I knew, I think I knew when she was doing like superhero stuff when she was like a little kid. I think I knew I was like I'm not gonna. Oh, like three this. minutes in. Yeah. Who was the narrator? I just that was her dad. That was the dad. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm like 99.9 percent sure it was her dad. But then why not have, you know, put it in world? Have it do a Frodo where he is. Doing a he is writing the legend something. of Mulan. Right. He's the guy that wrote the hundred, you know, heroic women or whatever the story came from. And right. so he's like, I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> dear dear Pink Peking letters. I never thought it would happen to me. Wow. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind of I'm so tired of watching bad films, but I just think they're all going to be bad now. Look, I lived through the 90s. Dude, where's my car? There have been bad movies throughout human history. I know. But I just feel like we, I'm not doing a, oh, oh, movies from my day were the best. I'm not doing that. There's been good movies in the 21st century so far and in the aughts, but on general, and I know this year has an asterisk next to it, but like, it does. I just feel like movies are just bad. They're gonna make a third Jurassic World movie, and that's just—it's just gonna be horrible. I, didn't the second one just kill it for everybody? No, because it made six hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. or whatever. Yeah. When, when and like you, you didn't even finish a... the watching the first one, you were like, "I'm done." No, so because yeah, it sucked. And I, I wish I had had the strength to yeah. do that, but like sometimes. No, someday you'll. We you know if you let your hair down, and have the strength. I mean, I can walk away from movies, but sometimes I'm just like, I want to see if this gets any better, and maybe no, that no, should no, be an indication will. to me it's not going it never to. Will. Even good movies fall apart in their third act. You hear that all the time. Yeah. So why would a movie that starts off bad? I like, know. Ooh, we should do a show on that. Because I know there's been films where the first 20 minutes I'm like, give me a fork. Kiss my eyes goodbye. But then suddenly you start coming around and, and it's not just it's not just Stockholm Syndrome. And you're like, <laughs> okay, all right, all right. But then why didn't you just cut the first 20 minutes, you know, or, or just rewrite it? Right. And then, like, why isn't, but like, no, somebody movie... who's, like, creatively involved in it be like, this just drags. There are. What, we need to but make that's, this better. But that's the. There, there are. You're just too I think involved. there are an infinite amount of premises and there are a finite amount of endings, you know. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's films. hard to find an ending. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, even good movies can fall apart. But as long as Hollywood has always been a balance between. Um, creative activity or, you know, creative expression and box office. Mm-hmm. And it's always been about finding that balance, you know, making a movie that and part of the box office is appeal. So you can make a movie that would appeal to just people who want to see an old timey lighthouse <laughs> and Robert Pattinson jerking off, which now that I think about it, that's a pretty broad appeal. But, uh, 
but you know, normally you have to like make a movie marketable, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's about like how much do we dilute this delicious wine to let everybody drink it? And I just I think it probably has to do with the fact that Disney doesn't have to do that anymore because they own everything. That they the suits just completely take over and go more water, more water until you've got just like pink water and that's your wine. This yeah. is my metaphor. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And we need. A Disney Jesus. We need Mickey in white and blue robes to come down and turn the water back into wine. And it got really weird. A little bloody, his gloves. Has oh, no. No, stop it. <laughs> wow. Stop. All right. Well, wow. I think we've done enough damage to both the film and ourselves at this point. So it's really weirded out. We will check out. Well, you know what the show art's going to be. Uh. We, we will check out and uh, you can join us on social media if you want to at Just Enough Trope. Um, I started this talking about how we were coming out of, out of the desert, right? Just mm-hmm. to continue the Jesus metaphor. We saw the snake. We saw the tree. All that other stuff from Last Temptation. Mm-hmm. We're out of the desert now and hopefully we'll sit down with two cool ladies who are going to give us something to drink and some bread and we'll be moving forward. Right. But our lips are still cracked. This was a cracked lip show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, Is there anything he can't do? Yeah. Uh, so I promise it'll get better. But anyway, uh, join us. Encourage us to get better on social media in those places. Follow the show on your listening platform of choice and subscribe to it. Give us a, maybe wait to give us a rating until you're not mad at us that we hate Mulan. Uh, but whatever you feel I capable to like it. and comfortable, uh, give us a rating and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, give us five spiders mm-hmm. so we can really freak out Mulan's sister yeah. who is afraid of spiders at five and also at 15 or <laughs> whatever the future that That fear does not is. go away. Yeah. I guess that sticks around. Yeah. And, and the one thing only... she says about her future husband, it, besides him being nice and handsome. I guess it was the cricket in the first one that kind of screwed it up too, right? Yeah. <sighs> whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, good timing because that, that's when the soldiers rode in. Right right as they were carting her off to the whorehouse, the soldiers rode in and everything changed. <sighs> But it seems like they put a lot of emphasis on the matchmakers' power in this society. So forget that. Don't support the matchmakers or the Hong Kong police. Give us five stars instead. Red stars, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Comrade. Anyway, uh, we'll see you the next time we come back, which uh, hopefully will be next week. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. 